Hi, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. Today, in the second part of our interview with Tim Drummond, you are gonna learn how to do a coaching call with a client so they see the progress you've helped them make and set clear goals so they make a lot of progress going forward. And interestingly, you'll find out how sometimes no response is the best response. Now you've probably experienced where you have this objection and you thought you were gonna close the sale. What do you do? Tim addresses what an objection is and how to really get to the bottom of it so you can address it and close the sale. Now we know clients buy from people they really, really like. Learn the 10% rule that most of your competitors are probably not following, but when you use it, makes a customer just love you and of course gets them to sign up with you. Now sometimes the call is going amazing and they seem like they want to do it, but for some reason we can't get them to take action and sign up. Use the bridge technique that Tim will teach us to create desire and get them to take action. Now, when it comes to sales calls, it's usually fine until the awkward part where we have to ask for the close. Tim gives us five questions that actually get your prospect to ask for the sale, and it's very natural and not awkward at all. However, what if you're trying to increase sales through a sales page or a chatbot? Tim explains his easy and inexpensive market research techniques that actually helped him sell a $4,000 product through a chatbot. He even goes into depth about how surveys don't always work, and if you use them, how to make sure they don't lead you astray. It's a great episode. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Today's guest is Tim Drummond. Tim went from being a futures trader to a personal trainer. Because of his success with training top executives and celebrities, he went on to becoming the best-selling author. One of his books is called Coach to the A-List. Tim, using his behavioral change techniques, was able to still charge three dollars to $4,000 a month. And because of his passion for coaching, he now trains other personal trainers to build successful training businesses online and while living in the sunny Mediterranean island of Malta. So could we do like an example call? Because I think some people are going to be able to walk away and say, I should ask questions. But I think it's such a new concept, really, in a way, because we're taught to just provide information that I think there might be an aha there if we can just, they can see that. I I would give them a few steps of things that you could actually do with your clients. Okay. The first thing is like, if you're in a session and a client asks you something, pause, shut the fuck up, Mm -hmm. stop thinking that you you need to be the person that tells everyone everything because you're really knowledgeable, right? And just pause and just say to them, what do you think? And that's it. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And you'll sometimes see the reaction like, well, that's new. Like sometimes you have to do it with presence and confidence. And then we'll be like, well, I don't know. Let's, let's just work on this. What do you think? And the question might be, should I work out twice this week or three times? Just, just don't say anything. It's better to be effective than right. 
So what what breakfast should I eat this week? I'll tell you what. Let's try something new. What you is that cool? Yeah. What do you think you should? Hmm. They'll they'll they will react. Your clients will react because it's different. Now, if you started this in week one of the program, they wouldn't, they'd just get used to it. So just simply asking your client, what do you think? Now you could think, well, why do I do that? Because they feel good. They've come up with the answer. They're way more like, okay, so you said that you're going to work out three times this week. Yeah. How how are you going to make sure that happens? Because I know that in the past, it's been a bit of a struggle. So then you can do it like that. We do something called a health coaching scorecard. We have like a five-day mini course. Mm-hmm. And we teach a – it's a simple document, two documents, two pages. And basically looks at – and anyone could do this. It looks at like 10 different things around flexibility, strength, weight loss. I can't remember exactly. Like confidence in the gym, confidence outside the gym. So we're starting to take this outside of just working out and how it's affecting their life. Then we did in one column, it's where you were when we started working together. The next column is where you are now. And the next column is where you'd want to be in 12 weeks. And you could sit down with your clients and you could do something like that. And you could even say it like, hey, I'm working on some stuff with um, this guy that I've, this is what I do in the mini course, like with a guy that I'm working online. Like, I'd really love to be able to go over this with you. It's some really cool stuff. And you can lie and well, not lie, but you can don't lie. So you can say, you know, I know that he's seen some real success with his clients. Or I imagine this would be amazingly successful for my clients. Or I've done it with two people today and it was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you could just sit down and then there's questions. And basically you're doing like a little mini coaching session. Now, depending on how confident you are doing it and how much sort of self-awareness the client that you're speaking to has. The last thing is like the last few questions at the bottom is like, what surprises you the most about the above? What's really cool when you do this is that it's good for trainers because let's say you've been training someone for six months, half the time they don't even know how much they've benefited from your help. So it's a feedback loop where they're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize how much more confident I am outside of the gym. And I didn't realize that this is down to you and all the money that I've paid you. So it's even more valuable now. They, they don't realize this. Hmm. And then you ask them, where do they want to be? So which is the most important to you? Uh, a lot of the time, what personal trainers are really bad at, to be honest, they're really good at getting clients strong. They're really good at getting clients flexible. They're really good at all of that, but they're not very good at actually getting them to lose weight. And I had loads of clients that didn't lose weight for years. So then you can see what's the most important to you. Again, this is all written out, by the way. So if you're not totally confident, you can write this out and you can do it with your client. You could do it online as well, by the way. There's no reason now you couldn't. Which one's most important to you? I'd still like to lose the weight. Okay. Then it's... What are three things that you can do in the next 12 weeks to help you achieve that? And then shut up. Specifically, what can you do? Not me or us. What can you do? Because it's putting the emphasis on them doing the do, because in the end, they need to be the ones that do it. And then the last question is, what would change in your life in 12 weeks if you hit that goal? Now, some of this stuff is what people should be doing anyway. So then they write like 
I'd feel more confident. I'd go out. I'd start dating. I'd have more energy. I'd play with my kids, all of this stuff. So that's a, a 10, 15 minute framework that you can build into just your current clients. The other thing that I would say away from that is a bit more, not unusual, but is start practicing asking questions hmm. in, in all environments. So instead of just telling people things, just ask like the partner, they'll get sick of it at one point, by the way. So you, so I could say to you, you can get, you can change the sent every sentence that you say into a question. Or I could say to you, did you that you can change every sentence that you have into a question? The way mm-hmm. that those two statements or questions interact with the brain are very different. So mm-hmm. I think the best way of doing it is choose one of those three or do all three and actually see what happens and how your clients react to it. Because mm-hmm. I just got fascinated by it. I was like, my God, they're actually bloody doing what I said or what I asked them. Mm-hmm. I'm actually like, this, if you want to understand sales, will make you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And Could I we just... do a thing with sales? Could we try to do, because I'm oh, sure that that's really curious. I think everyone struggles with sales and they just want to be like, just buy. <laughs> so I think, yeah. So let's just say, and let's assume there were, I'm a virtual client and we do our initial call and I, I commonly I'll say, I'm doing a lot of things right. I don't know why I'm not losing weight. You might have an idea. And, and maybe you can try to sense something, but yeah, let's just, let's just say we talked a bit and then you're like, dude, you asked me if I want to sign up and I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Something like that. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. I All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. Maybe I, let me think about it. Let me ask my partner. I do want to lose the weight, but it is expensive. This is what I would actually do, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. So that's an interesting tip. I would just sit there and say nothing. Okay. So you're on tip. Well, they started speaking. Uh-huh. Will because they won't be able to handle the tension that I can. I can just sit here for like literally three minutes. Yeah, so okay. it's probably a bit more advanced. So okay. for that, I would say, what exactly do you mean? What exactly do you mean? So I've just asked them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is this something you would do in the beginning or at the end or in the so, middle? Um, at, the, at the point where what you've just said, like, mm-hmm. I need to do this, an ob- objection, mm. objection. I would always say, what exactly do you mean? Because mm-hmm. it's expensive. What fit pros often do, and I'm going to take a couple of steps back before this as well. To That's a good, that how, might be a good idea. Yeah, how we, no, no, I love the question. It's awesome. So, um, like, well, it's expensive. I would just say nothing, literally mm-hmm. nothing. And then it's almost, if you imagine that you were doing this on the phone, the person would eventually go, Tim, Tim. I'd be like, yeah. And then I'd say nothing again. <laughs> they don't know. Then they wouldn't because it's just, it, they'll see me, I'm there. And, it, and what they'll tend to start doing, and this is more advanced, is they'll tend to start just explaining themselves. Mm. And I don't need to react because it's just information. It doesn't mean anything. What mm-hmm. a lot of fit pros do is panic and just want to get off the phone. Right. Oh my God, I feel terrible. I've been rejected. You haven't been rejected. You don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And so what even if you were? So I would say, what exactly do you mean? With the partner objection, questions are the answers. 
So it's a bit more in-depth sales stuff, but I would specifically say earlier on in the call, because normally, by the way, objections are just not the truth. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're being manipulative. They're just not true. That partner objection is just a very easy way of basically them being unsure. It's not helping anyone because they'll get off the call and they'll go away and they'll get back into their own little head and they'll be like, oh, and all the same. It's like the biggest problem with people buying fitness is inertia. They're scared. They failed so many times. So before the call uh, or in the call, the main body of the call, I would probably say something like, and it depends who it is. I'd probably say uh, somewhat male or female, but it's not always like that. It depends. I would say, it sounds like your partner's really supportive of this. All right. And they'd say, yes, cool. Just so I know if we do work together and I don't know if we're going to, but would you need to ask your partner for permission to do this? And so what you get at that point is generally the truth. So mm-hmm. if it is a, I do need to ask my partner, then cool. But it's the truth or more likely to be the truth at this point. Objections are normally just things that aren't necessarily true. They're just, I need to think about it. What exactly do you mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'd shut up. So a lot of sales is about like, first of all, having a such structure and a system. Mm-hmm. You take people through. Most of the time objections happen because the other parts that are came before haven't been followed so we have i teach like a six box selling system which is that it's open the rapport and it's what we call pain then pleasure what we call bridge close and objection handling i don't want to have to deal with the objection handling and if you if you understand your marketplace well enough your marketing you understand how to take someone through the call people buy from emotion and what objections normally are are just like, they don't know this a lot of the time, by the way. People will default to know if they're unsure. So you've probably not been clear enough about what your process is, what your offer is, how you can help them, what most fit pros do. And this is a big tip I would do. Record your sales calls and listen back to them afterwards. Hmm. You should probably be speaking 10% of the time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. At the most. Yeah. I generally would be speaking probably like five. Hmm. So I'll give you an example of the coach I first worked with. I worked with him about three years ago. He'd sold like $20 million worth of relationship advice. Specifically, he did it to women. One of the things that he said is like, there's, there's a one problem he had, which is like how to get a second date. And he was always like, and this was both ways by the way whether it would be men or women and it was like people would go on a first date and they'd just be worried like what happens if he hates me what happens if i get rejected what happens if i doesn't want to i don't want to see me again and all he would just do is say like what do men like talking about most (laughs) can you ask questions yes Mm -hmm. can you listen yes then just go on that cook date ask questions listen and they'll talk and they'll think you're the most interesting person in the world And they will more than likely want another date because they just, oh my God, this was the most amazing. Oh, so interesting. No, no, he wasn't. He didn't say anything. He just listened. And it's the other way around as well. So Mm -hmm. when you're on a sales call, what people really buy from is like emotion, rapport, Mm -hmm. trust. So by creating an environment where you're not talking that much. Mm -hmm. So you, you need to understand their current pain and they need to understand it. 
you need to ask questions that go like five layers deep. Mm. Why is that important to you? Why is that important? And you, it's not like you're literally. It's the five whys. You just keep asking Perfect. why. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you, I will. Ask, I teach my guys to ask anything and anything. Uh, one guy's just come on board. He was admittedly already selling his programs for like fourteen hundred pounds, which is about eighteen hundred dollars. He just sold one today for two thousand, which is about two thousand five hundred dollars. And one of the questions I said that he needed to ask is because he had a little call with the guy just to see what his troubles were, whether he might be able to help him. And then he has another call. And this guy was really insecure. He had just come out of a relationship. He was really overweight, blah, blah, blah. You need to ask him about his sex life. And he was like, what? I can't do that. Why not? Well, what happens if he tells me to fuck off? I'm like, well, so what? Wait, what was the question? You need to ask him. About his sex life. So, and he was like, and I said, like, would you ask someone if they were your client around things that are probably the things that are going to motivate them more than anything else? And probably the things they don't always feel the, the best about, i.e. Mm-hmm. if you've been in a relationship with someone and it's split up because you've got overweight and you don't feel confident about yourself or whatever, mm. it's not a nice place for anyone to be. So if we can help people see that, by the way, we can help you lose weight and look at all this it's a motivation to go, I'm going to stop eating donuts. So I just said to him, like, you, and, he, and my client said, yeah, but he's not in a relationship. And I was like, he's not now, but you need to ask him, did it affect your last relationship? Mm. And so you can't, you can just go in pretty hard, but I'm just like, ask him how his weight affects his confidence. Yeah, not great. Do you think in any way it affected your past, the last relationship that you were in? people will answer it Mm. did it affect your intimate relationship and Mm. you'd be surprised like now i'm not saying everyone jumps straight to this by the way this guy knows stuff about sales Mm -hmm. but you can ask these kind of questions and people need to feel their current situation then you go to pleasure which is like Uh, One question that I ask is, what's the first thing that you would do when you lose the two dress sizes? Hmm. Mm -hmm. And it opens space for them to just say whatever is it. And and often what people say in that point is that they'll say, I don't know. Maybe 80% of the time, in fact. So then I would say either something like, yeah, if you had to know, or just just go with me, come on, what would you do? Mm -hmm. Because they're coy. And then a lot of the time, like people would talk about like holidays. They'd talk about going shopping. They would talk about going out with their friends. I did this with brides and I'd literally get them to close their eyes. Tell me everything that's going to happen on the day. How's it going to feel? Mm. How's it going to look? They already had that mental picture in their head, which made it much easier to do with brides because people do. With other clients, it takes a little bit of time to just ease that out of someone, which takes a bit of confidence and learning. And so what you've then got is like where they are now, the emotional reality and you're painting an emotional picture that they could get to Mm -hmm. if they actually lost the weight. Then you get to what we call the bridge, which is basically you just ask someone, you say, do you mind if I just sum up a little bit where we are? Yes. Hmm. And then you take them through what they've said about the pain. This is what I'm hearing that you're saying. Blah, 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 blah. 
and this is what I'm hearing that you're saying you want to get to, blah, 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 blah. Is that about why? And they'd say, yeah. Okay, cool. So what do you think you need to go from uh, the 14 stone that you are now down to the 12 stone that you want to be or whatever you Americans would use, pounds? Right? And then just ask them. Mm. And they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time they know. And what, I'll give you some examples. What women will tend generally say is like, oh, I just need help with food. Okay, cool. Specifically, what do you need help with? I do have a little few little ways of presenting some of this with metaphors and stuff, but you're often looking to get like specific words that they want help with. Like a lot of women will say something like, oh, I just need someone to kick my ass. <laughs> And I'll be like, okay, because I want words that mean something because I'm going to present them and need them later. Mm. So I say, well, what do you mean specifically kick your ass? Because I don't want to literally do that. Right, right. And then they'll say something like, well, and if they don't, I say, to me, that sounds a bit like accountability. Hmm. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you feel like you need some accountability. Yeah. Hmm. Can I write that down? Literally, and they'll say yes. Hmm. One, and I'll give you the best example I could use here is that a lot of fit pros will tell people at the end, oh, and I'm going to give you a mindset program. And it feels like they get excited about mindset and the client might pretend, oh, my God, mindset sounds amazing. But no clients don't know what the word means. Hmm. They've yeah. got no idea what it means. And in fact, most fit pros don't actually know what the word means and they couldn't describe what it means to, to do anything with it. So you sit there and at the end of the poem, you're like, oh, and I help you with your mindset. And the client sounds like, oh, that's amazing, but they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So you have to use words that they understand and link them. So if they're not totally sure, you say, look, do you mind if I tell you a couple of things that some people in your situation need? Or that I think you might. So a lot of what we work on is mindset, but mindset really just means about those times when you've, done really well during the week and you're just struggling with a little bit of motivation at the end of the week and by the way they probably told you this already and you have a couple of drinks because you want to relax and turns into a few more and then you eat like you said you eat like a whole tub, tub of biscuits then you wake up the next day and you feel like you know really guilty so you just scoff the ice cream all day and then you get to monday and you want to start again does that sound it's like we're going to work on fixing that do you think that would be useful if we could do that? And they'll say, yes. So you think mindset is a really important part of what we're going to do together? And they'll say, yes. So then I'll write it down. So at the end of the call, when I say, here's what I'm going to help you with, and I use the word mindset, they've got a mental image of what that actually is. They know, oh, yeah. And they probably don't consciously know this. So when you present them back at the end what the program entails, the logical answer is like, yeah, I want to do this. Hmm, How do I do it? Yeah. So it sounds like you start off with where they are, which is pretty painful. Probably get them to share with you. Then you jump to envision, imagine, then you create, you get the bridge, hopefully get them to say the bridge, but sometimes they might start to say a bunch of things that are not specific. So you might, summarize and then ask specifically what are you looking for but if they don't 
are still not able to articulate, you might say, like, for example, it sounds like you might want this or you want this. So you get some agreement, you write it down. And then it sounds like you, you, do, you do explain something right here where you, you might bring up a term mindset and then explain what it is because you're right. Most people don't know, or everyone has 20 definitions of mindset. So you, you define what you mean by mindset and you get an agreement if, if it is mindset, which it probably is of what, what, what needs to be done. So you just, you see, so you get agreement along the way. Yeah. We call right? it like a shopping list, which by okay. the way, it can sound really, when I first got told this, it almost felt a little bit like unethical. I'm like, what? So you're just literally going to ask the person what they need help for. And then 10 minutes later, you're going to go, well, awesome. Listen, my program is definitely right for you. Here's what you're going to get. And you literally just tell them what they told you they need. But it's like the unethical part would come in that if, for instance, someone said, well, I want a program where I don't have to go to the gym and I can eat donuts for breakfast every day. Okay. And you wrote that down. And then at the end of the thing, you said, look, my program is perfect for you. I'm going to help you lose like two dress sizes and you can eat donuts for breakfast every day and you never have to go to the gym. That's unethical. If what they're saying that they need that you can deliver that that's totally ethical you're just understanding how to be better at communication so mm-hmm. a lot of what you said there is right one of the things that you do before is you ask ask questions like what have you tried before that didn't work hmm. i got a personal trainer okay awesome why didn't it work mm-hmm. and they'll usually defend their personal trainer at this point oh he was amazing but like look he sounds amazing but it, it seems to me like, mm. you, oh, I lost the weight. Amazing. I guess, do you mind if I just quickly say something? Yeah, I guess that it, it sounds like he was really good. But from what you're saying to me, you, you, you put a reasonable amount of it back on. And I'm being very careful with the language I use. Right. So I'm assuming that if we did work together, and I don't know if we're going to, but if we did, would you want to get something that not only helps you lose the weight, but keeps it off for the long term? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then I can say, so what would you say that perhaps wasn't didn't help you with that? Ah. And then they'll 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 get over their defensiveness of the personal trainer that they've worked for, worked with, or whatever, or diets that they've tried. Mm-hmm. They're just telling you what's happened. Mm-hmm. Like when I go back to eating normally. Okay. Cool. So then again, how to present that back? So when you mm-hmm. fact find properly, what have you tried before that didn't work? you're able to get that shopping list a lot easier because you already know. And mm. so you can be much more guiding. Plus, if you've asked questions like what have you tried before that didn't work, when you ask what help do you need, they've already explained what the problems are. So I'd like a training program that I could do. One of the things that I didn't get from my trainer is that I didn't, I just worked out with him for an hour of the week. I didn't get any other guidance. Okay. So, mm if we were to work together and I would always say things like, I don't know if we're going to, would you feel that you would want some structure to do the workouts? Now, obviously Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here is doing for the online. So it seems to me like you'd want some, what would they look like? Hmm. Sometimes it's even like they would say, Oh, he gave me it all, but I didn't do it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what would you need from me to make sure that doesn't happen? Hmm. Yeah. And again, this is where words like accountability come, come in. So when you say like at the end, I would, this 
well, I don't know, but it sounds to me like that this might be something that you want to do. Hmm. They'll mm-hmm. say, yeah. I say, you do? And I go, yeah, okay. What would you like to do next? And mm. so at that point, what they're doing is they will come towards you. Well, yeah. like, how do I do it? How do I start? Or how much is it? Cool. And then you don't necessarily answer that straight away. You go around a bit, but then eventually you're like, look, do you mind if I just, it seems like you want to do this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you mind if I explain exactly what it is and why it's right for you? And I'll say, yes. That's the part where I start telling mm-hmm. and I, I stop asking questions and I'm very strong. This is what it is. This is why it's right for you. Are we doing it? Hmm. Okay. I was going to ask you, I was like, there must be a point where you tell them what it is and, and why yeah. you're special, right? <laughs> okay. So that's, that's about when you've like, built that rapport. We call it like, don't sell the red boat. So what a lot of fit pros do is they sell like the mechanism of what they're doing. You get features, etc. Mm-hmm. The analogy that the best analogy I've heard is like, I went to the Maldives and it's like you, the most amazing place you've ever been to. And it literally like you see in the pictures, turquoise sea sandy beach the most amazing food and scuba diving and all this it's like what fit pros do is they try and sell the flight 16 hour in a tin can i i I wasn't buying that in fact that was the bit i disliked the bit i wanted was the the end point and what fit pros do is they sell the journey no one cares in fact they don't really want it Mm. what they want is what it's going to do for them so mm-hmm. avoid selling like we call it the red boat as well. I know we're talking metaphors. The only time you really need to describe what your program actually does is right at the end. And mm. it's not important because it, it, it doesn't really matter. To, it certainly doesn't matter on their buying decision. So right at the end, when I explain what the program is, because I've got a system, maybe a minute tops. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I know, I know we've spent a lot of time together. I have one last question because this is fantastic. Have you found you've been able to use this or integrate some, this is a little trickier through your marketing, like let's say your sales page, because let's say we're online and let's say they're, they're sending out sending they're doing paid ads and they're just trying to get people interested in their program how would you integrate that system into a page that you can't or if you can can yes no it's a great question you you definitely can at one point i was selling programs to my clients so personal trainers Mm -hmm. not massive price point but about four thousand dollars and that was sold without a webinar, it was sold without a sales call, and it was sold without a VSL, so no squeeze page. Hmm. And it was sold via Messenger. Hmm. And basically, it's a what, what, what I learned was called a T3. And it's basically a sales call written down. Hmm. You have to know your marketplace incredibly well, their pains, their pleasure, their objections. You have to know what they could be because at the bottom you like you might be thinking one two three and here's why that's not true so it's getting a bit dark here and um and so all of this persuasion covers marketing and sales it's 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 just a process through both of them and so if you understand like 
for instance, if I wanted to sell a new program and I wanted to sell it on a squeeze page, the first thing that I would do is I would get on the phone and I would sell it to at least five or six people. Hmm. And I would record those calls Mm -hmm. because then I would know all of the words, the phrases, the struggles, everything that I needed to know about my ideal client. Because ideal clients, by the way, are the ones that buy. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a small example. I remember talking to someone and they were like, oh, yeah, I want to work with you because you've been in the trenches. Didn't necessarily think that much of it, but it's kind of that. And then I heard it again. I was like, Hmm. oh. And then I started writing in my marketing. And then loads of people started saying it to me because I was writing it in my marketing. They're like, I really hmm. want to work. Why? I, I, I'm in the sales call. Do you want my help? At one point, and everyone should do this. Do you want my help? They have to tell you they do. Otherwise, they're probably not going to buy from you. So hmm. I'm like, do you want my help? And they say, yes. I'm like, you do? I say, yes. Sure? Yes. Why me? And they should be able to tell you why you. Otherwise, they're not going to buy your stuff because you're hmm. not anything important. So when I asked why me, they would tell me all the reasons why they want to work with me and whatever the reasons are. Mm -hmm. So then I can take everything I've learned on the sales calls and I can create my marketing. Mm. Like uh, Daniel Priestley talks about having a PhD in your client's problems. He's a guy who founded something called KPI. And you, you need to, it's messaging. You need to stand out better than everyone else. But you, what I'll give you men are really bad at selling to women Hmm. they're really bad at selling fitness to women like Hmm. they some get it atrociously wrong some get it just a little bit wrong and if you were a woman you would know it just doesn't quite feel right and you might not even necessarily be able to explain to that guy what doesn't feel right and you probably wouldn't be able to get it through his head Mm-hmm. how he would change that we're not not that great at empathy so it's nuances like that that if you're really good at understanding listening asking the right questions in sales in these and when you're coaching your clients by the way because they'll tell you everything you need to know to become an incredible marketer and mm-hmm. marketing does the same thing it's just like it's a story where they are where they want to get mm-hmm. to what they feel like is going to stop them your program because you do need to put a bit more about features and what your program does but your program should just answer the struggle of where they are where they want to get to and the 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 struggles that they see that are the problems and this is why my four step blah 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 does this this and this Hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah that's awesome that was that was great so it's yeah do that's such a nice number to just call five people because usually it's like survey, like a hundred people. It's so hard to get that survey. But if you just talk to five people that that's realistic uh, market and I, survey. And I think like, so the, I love surveys, but the problem with surveys is that they don't actually prove that much because surveys. And again, if you really look into the depth of this, people make decisions without even knowing why they make decisions. So there's some research which I was reading, um, or not reading the research, but some stuff about it, that, that they looked at people solving maths problems. And the person knew the answer because they can see where the logical parts of their brain are and where the, the, what lights up. They knew the answer four seconds before they consciously knew the answer. Hmm. And I'm just like, shit, man. What does that mean? It means that someone 
subconsciously already knows the solution before they rationally know what it is. So how does that affect sales? Well, they already know they're going to do it before they rationally know they're going to do it. Everyone buys from emotion. So what people tell you that they're going to buy is very rarely what they actually buy. And that was one thing that my, the relationship coach taught me. When he did surveys, and this specifically to women, what they said they were going to buy and actually what they did buy mm-hmm. was totally the opposite. And to a certain extent, a lot of people wouldn't even admit to buying what they did actually buy because they feel like they shouldn't have to do that. Hmm. So surveys are great, but what you really need to, we call it validate your offer, is to be blunt, someone's credit card details. Hmm. That's what validates your offer and your program and your copy and your, your marketing or whatever you've done, not surveys. I, the first thing that I did when I started working with brides and anyone can do this, by the way, maybe they don't want to work with brides, but anyway, I just asked everyone I knew, my clients, do you know anyone who's getting married in the next year? They all said, yes, I got 10 people. I met mm-hmm. like three or four of them in person. I did the rest on the phone, literally just interviewed them about what they would want in a program. I, I already knew a little bit about buying at this point and I could already tell that they wanted to buy it. And then mm. we got to the end of the, the interview, which it was, by the way. And the person was like, how do I do it? Hmm. I hadn't even tried to sell them anything. I just asked them. So, um, oh, wait. So you cut out. Oh, sorry. So is this, was that process a way to um, gather information on how to write your marketing and yes. you approached it like you just wanted information, but still at the end, they also became customers or so, some of yeah, I, I, I'm, we do this with our guys in my program, the internship. We ask them to go and do calls. Now, the energy that you bring into these situations for me is important and it's ethical as well. You are going out and you are asking for information. You are asking for someone else to help you. Mm-hmm. What you'll realize though is that, and this is a bit of a deeper coaching thing, most people never get listened to. Mm. and Mm. not properly and if you we're talking about relationship dynamics ask any most women does your partner actually really listen to you and the answer is like and i'm not going to ask you because this is live but the answer is like because they don't and no one ever really feels listened to so Mm -hmm. just listening to someone it creates this amazing bond that people just it's like when you understand someone's problems better than anyone else, they also assign you the solution. So by mm. just asking someone what their problems are, they assign you the solution to all these problems. And you've probably uncovered things that they didn't even know mm-hmm. or they've not consciously said out loud. So that is it. You're just doing an interview. Mm-hmm. You thank the person. Sometimes they're like, I want to be let known. How do I do this? And then it, look, Here's the thing. This was really you doing me a favor. I want to say thank you. I want to really appreciate that you take your time out. Yes, of course, that's a conversation that we can have. But this wasn't about you jumping on the phone and then ending up buying something. So do you mind if we do decide that that's something that we want to go down? Do you mind if we do it separately? We'll we'll figure out another time that we can speak and we can actually have a proper dive into, I'd say something like whether, whether we could actually work together or not. 
So I think there is a little bit of an ethical thing. You don't want to be like a bait and switch where you're bringing them there on false pretenses and then trying to sell them shit. It's, it's not particularly cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be a pitfall to make sure not to do. But, and then otherwise though, it's, that's a really, it's a really good way to start to get a feel for the market and, and, and possibly if it happens, get some customers. So I love that. This is incredible. I'm already thinking about different ways to improve my marketing and conversations with people. So yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. It's, I know it's getting late there. So yeah. yeah and <laughs> if, if people would like to reach out to you and I don't know if you could tilt the camera away from the light in your background. Know, so it doesn't, that's to do. oh, that, there, that, that looks a little bit better. It's not picking up the light just so that, <laughs> oh, that's better. That's actually better because it's getting the light behind you. But so Tim, and, and I don't think I mentioned to ever, if, if you're watching live, it's Tim Drummond. If they wanted to reach out to you, interested in your program, how could they reach you? So you can either add me on Facebook. The rule is if you add me on Facebook, you have to like actually say hello. Like I will say hello. And if you don't, then I'll probably delete you. Don't be weird and add <laughs> me and then not talk to me. So there's that one. Number two, I have a group on Facebook, which is called the Institute of Fitness Behavior Change. I'm, we might be able to put the link in. Yeah, um, definitely. I go in there, do like loads of content. The aim of the group is how to understand becoming a behavior change coach. It marries incredibly well for people who want to build an online business. You can use it in person, but generally speaking, we do a lot of things that you need to do around like behavior. You right there? <laughs> so we do a lot of things around behavior change, but then we also really dovetail in lots of ideas around persuasion, like we talked about today persuasion influence which covers a lot of things around sales and marketing but our main focus is like we want to teach people to build like ethical legitimate high ticket programs where you actually should be charging that money and you get results with the vast majority 90 percent of your clients as mm -hmm. opposed to like 30 percent, which a lot of people do when they sell expensive programs so you can come there we do a five-day mini course as well which is an introduction to behavior change we run them every two weeks they're free it covers what i actually talked about earlier nice. so we basically teach people to sit down with some of their current clients and just start practicing this stuff what happens out of the end of that is normally like three things the client realizes oh my god you've helped me with all this stuff i didn't really realize it and you're amazing and you feel great the trainer does Number two, it helps you set goals going forward. So they look, this is what we're going to do for 12 weeks. And number three, to be honest, if you decided that you wanted to, you're in the right place in your career or your knowledge, uh, they often turn around or sometimes turn around and go, this is amazing. Could we do more of this? And at mm. that point, you can say, hey, yes, like I just said to you, by the way, let's do that separately. Um, because it is something I'm thinking of launching at some point soon. And if you're confident to do more coaching, you can have a conversation with some of your current clients and you'd be surprised how much nice. of them want more help. Yeah. So yeah, those three ways. Yeah. Is the, the Facebook group is free for anybody who wants to yep, check it yep, out? Yep. Oh, both of those right. are free. The course, the mini course and the group. Mm -hmm. And do you do, did you say you do uh, videos in your, in your uh, group uh, or? And content and all sorts oh, fun. Of uh, some of the things I've actually talked about today, 
the nine box coaching call structure, exactly how to actually deliver a behavior change coaching call is what I realized is that like there's people that teach the principles of behavior change, Mm -hmm. but no one's actually like creating a system where you actually know what to, what you would actually do on a call. So Mm -hmm. yeah, out of trial and terror, I created that. So that's in, you can find that in the group. You can have it for free. I, my whole system is called the 12 week blueprint. It's how, what you do each week through those 12 weeks you can go in the group and if you use the search function, you'll find that. You can have that. It's free. Uh, and there's oh, wow. loads, loads of sales stuff in there. You can, wow. You, you could actually build an online business without spending any money by just going in. People have, <laughs> they've sold like $3,000 programs just from looking at all okay, the free Well, you have to check that out. That sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to join. That's great. Well, thank you so much. It's been awesome hearing your secrets, I, I feel. And actually, one more question. Do people, are people in your group who are also not fitness pros? Is it any like coach in general? Um, or is it mostly fit pros and health pros? You, but yeah, you're right. There, there's a midline between like actual coaches and life coaches and health coaches, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's in between those. Yeah. Well, in the way like personal trainers are the most common life coach really like life coaching there's not as many but there's a lot more trainers and people just tend to not willing to pay for as much life coaching so trainers end up being really the life coaching so i that would make sense yeah yeah so awesome well so we will put your links to um, your profile in the show notes so you guys can reach out to tim join his group lots of free stuff and then if you're interested i'm he has a bunch of other programs too so and um, what's your website? Probably the best thing that you go to at the moment is the Institute of Fitness Behavior Change.com, but it's IOFBC.com. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. And it's been a pleasure having you, Tim. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, Get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end, .co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnessecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.